0: Boom, 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 da boom. It's the comedy podcast. The comedy whatcast? The comedy Whoa! Yeah. Live from my living room, or kitchen, my living room, here on Sunday, uh, 16th of October. This is the comedy podcast. Might not have been the moment you were waiting for, but it is, in fact, the moment. I'm your host, James Hammond. The crowd goes wild. And, uh, yeah. Uh, What's the whole point of this thing is uh, to elicit laughter, to create jokes, to create uh, comedy. Uh, and I, and really, I just hope anyone out there who listens just gets a laugh out of this because laughter does make you feel better and it can change the world, right? So you know what I mean? Think about it. Imagine if, like, say the guy who was going to assassinate Abraham Lincoln had just heard a really funny joke right beforehand. you know someone said, "Hey, John Wilkes Booth." Yeah, strong works both. He said, Yes. He's like, here's a good one. He's like, Wow, what? Why was your mother's ajahoa? a whore? like, I don't know. Why? He said, because <laughs> she's from Romania. <laughs> Everyone starts laughing. I don't know. You know, just some stupid old joke from back in the day. And he's there, he's just sitting there thinking about it and he's like, Romania <laughs> He's indicating every. Person from Romania is in fact a whore. He's going to take a shot at Lincoln later on in the theater, and the jo- the joke just keeps ringing in his ears, and he ends up missing. And you know he shoots some other actor instead, and no one really cares because it wasn't Lincoln. And it's just the, his, the course of history is changed for most likely the better. You know, that's a that's the that's what laughter can do. That's what laughter can do, folks. It can make assassins lose aim because they're thinking of a comedical antidote that they heard earlier. You know. I think it's a possibility. Anyway, uh, yeah. So what's up, what's up with my life? I did uh, some comedy yesterday. I went to Saint Catharines, Saint Catharines, Ontario, and I did an afternoon gig at a birthday party. I mean, I've done those before, but this is a birthday party for kids. All right, eleven-year-old. Specifically, this eleven-year-old wanted someone to come do his birthday and do jokes and roast them, like make fun of them. So I went there and I rose to this kid and actually went really well. Like The kids laughed the whole time. The parents were like nervously laughing a good percentage of the time, right? They were like, geez, is this guy scarring our kids for life? Most likely, probably, yes. But um, I only said the F word like four times. It's pretty good. You know, um, all, it was just, you know, sometimes you're going to swear in front of kids. You're going to have to, right? Uh, they're going to see it. They've, they've definitely said worse. The weirdest one, okay, this is kind of funny. There was this kid there and I said something about time machines. And this kid instantly goes, if I had a time machine... I would go back to World War II and tell Hitler to bring blankets and jackets along when he's going into Russia. I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm like, historically kind of accurate and twisted. Like, who is, who is this kid, right? Like, is he just, he's like a Nazi baby. You know, not like a This kid is in grade five, right? And he know or grade six, and he knows about fucking how Hitler lost the war, right? Because he went and invaded Russia, didn't prepare for the winter that well. He thought he'd do it quicker, I guess, and ended up screwing himself over. You know, lack of supplies. Russia came and did that circle barrage around St. Petersburg. It's, but this kid, he was, this kid knew military warfare. And that's the crazy thing. Because, you know, like, all these kids are like, yeah, military warfare, we watch documentaries on all the time. I'm like, cool. I'm like, can you watch our movies? They're like, no. I'm like, yeah, and that's the weird thing. Because growing up, I, it was the same for me, right? Like, I couldn't watch violence in movies. Right? My parents wouldn't let me watch violence in movies. They'd be like, no, it's too violent. It's too scary. Jurassic Park too scary, but if it was like a war movie or something based in reality, you'd be like, oh okay, like yeah, Saving Private Ryan, like that's that's freaking, that's good. More than more than the guys in Test Lines. I started talking about that movie, and this kid at the show was like, yeah, I, I started watching that movie. I had to turn it ten minutes off because I was I just couldn't handle. it. I was breathing too intense. Like this kid was just going nuts. Like he was in. He got PTSD from watching Saving Private Ryan, right? He's like eleven. Yeah, you I know, got these 11-year-olds walking around with PTSD from watching war movies. That's insane. That's insane. It sounds like someone's stealing a car outside of my apartment. Again. Jesus Christ. It's funny. The most stolen car right now are, are Honda CRVs. And I got a CRV. Me and the wife who drive one around. And it's crazy because I don't think anyone's going to steal ours because the front end's all bashed up and damaged. And it's like, go ahead. Do your worst. You know what, You're going to steal that one? What kind of profit are you going to make out on beat, on a beat-up CRV? There's probably some family in Lebanon that really wants to buy it for 15 shekels or whatever the fuck they sell it for over there. I don't know. But this party was good. It was a good time. You know, um, I roasted. This one kid made fun of my haircut because my hair's looking kind of weird. I tried to give myself a haircut before the show and I, I messed up and I, I took a big gouge out of my head. Like, it just looks like I was arguing politics with my barber. That's what it looks like. Like, he was anti vax and I was like pro vax or whatever the fuck, vice versa. And I got into an argument with him, and he just took it out of my head. But it was just me. I am my barber, right? And uh, that's fucked up. But uh, this kid, he made fun of it at the party. His kid's like, nice hair, loser, or something like that. He's got a stupid haircut. And I said, and he had a funny haircut, too. So I was like, oh, yeah, buddy, it looks like you went to the first choice haircutters and asked them to give you the Stranger Things. Boom. Because, you know, 11-year-olds love Stranger Things, right? The TV show on Netflix. Not a Netflix show. Can you, can you even call? I was referencing TV shows to these kids, and they were like, what, TV? I'm like, yeah, it's like a big cell phone on a wall. Right? A big cell phone that our, uh, that a family used to look at together. You know? Remember that? That was a good time when we'd just sit around with our family looking at the big cell phone on the wall. You know, it was, it was. It was. We bonded. We'd watch sports, you know, news. And the best part was during the commercials you could question what you just saw. Like, hey, was that legitimate? Who knows? I don't know. You know, but just Dr. Ho's ab, ab maker machine looks pretty sweet. You know, like TV is just, yeah. Cell phone and TV. It's just a different world now. Kids are living in a, in their own boxes, really, or a, sh- a very small shared box. You know, it's a crazy, crazy world we live in. But um, yeah, it was funny. I was talking about a Halloween with my uh, my sister in law, and uh, I mentioned uh, Devil's Night. How like I mean, we were growing up. Me and my buddies. The, you know, Halloween is okay. But the bigger thing was Devil's night, you know, you'd go out and cause mischief, like, yeah, candy, candy get yeah, candy anytime. just go to 7/11 and steal it when you're a kid, you know. But uh, I don't promote stealing. I mean, it's not good, don't but I mean, if you have to, like I've always said, seven 11s and Walmart's are where it's at. I'll go to my grave, you know, if big corporations walk into a factory, steal fucking shit from the, from the fridge inside there. I don't know. but um yeah, oh man. So fucking just blazed a little bit. Forgot what I was even going on about. Fucking stealing shit, you know. Yeah, Halloween, Devil's Night. Right? That's what they called it. And uh imagine she's like, I've never heard of this. She's from Poland, right? And uh she's like, Yeah, even Toronto I never heard of this and I'm like, Oh come on, everyone did Devil's Night. Like, you know, kids would go out and they'd egg houses, throw toilet paper at stuff and you know, set you know, garbage bins on fire and you know, like just get into egg fights with other kids, you know, throw bricks through you know, daycare windows, what kids are playing. No, not that one, but that's horrible. But, uh, you know, you just go out and do fun stuff, fun mischievous things, you know? And uh, she's like, I never heard of it. And I'm like, really? Are you kidding me? So, like, I went online. I. She's like, I don't think it exists. You and your friends were just vandals. I'm like, no, we were celebrating something. There's no way that me and my buddies were just a bunch of vandals, right? We were actually, I swear, in my head, I'm like, I, there's, we're not vandals. We were celebrating something, something real, you know? And uh, not like we were celebrating the devil. We just wanted an, an excuse to pretty much go outside and... uh and uh, cause mischief, and then if, like the cops would be pretty lenient on a Devil's Night. They'd be like, "Yeah, it is what it is, kids' ache stuff." But I looked it up, and apparently it comes from Detroit. Of course, boom—the city of Detroit is where it initiated and originated, as far back as 1967. People would uh, go around and just burn. You know, it started off as like fun mischief, but then I guess people kept on trying to amp each other up. And like one year there was huge fires in like the 80s, 84 83, and like. They had to go, okay, look, you can't go out and just have this. These, it's like this, these mischievous knights are literally turning into the purge, okay? Detroit, take it back a notch. That's what was going on. Because <laughs> when you're going crazy in Detroit, it's a little different than going crazy. Like, we're egging houses, right? But they got submachine guns in Detroit, right? You forget, like, hey, we ran out of eggs. Grab the guns. Okay, fine, boom. You know, it's just it's a different time. You know, we throw, you know, yeah, you, you might throw a rock or a stick at someone. I remember throwing rocks at people. Not like big rocks, you know? That would hurt anyone, but just enough to, for someone to notice. Okay. Hey, what was that? Is it a rock? Yeah, it was. What's up, buddy? Like uh, Mike Harris, remember that guy? He was a politician, and I remember, I remember years ago he went, came to Guelph, and there was a big walkout in the schools. Everyone walked. It was just like an excuse to skip school, but if you wanted to, you could partake in this big protest. And everyone went downtown, and we were like, Mike Harris, you suck! Like, give us sports back. We want baseball teams at school again. And he was like, Ah, no, screw it. We're gonna sell our highways to the Swedes. Pay them money for the rest of our lives. Fucking idiot. But um anyway, yeah. so people, you could go and protest them. And uh, I was high up. I got up, up onto like a a bus terminal. You know, those like glass, but these have these big glass bus kind of things you could stand in. Shelters, bus shelters, <laughs> you know, or uh, homeless people's homes. And uh you could go in there. And or on top of them, and get a good view of like you know, and when there was huge mass crowds around, so I'm up on top of there, and of course I got a couple of rocks on me because I'm just always carrying rocks around when I'm in grade nine, grade ten, you know, I had a, you know, a couple of rocks in my pockets. I was I like rocks. I still I'm looking at a, a shelf. I got a shelf full of rocks right in front of me, about a hundred of them, just sitting. I like them. They're nice. Anyway, I had a couple on me, and uh, I see Mike Harris, and I'm I forget who I was with. I think maybe my buddy Jeff, Jeff W. I won't tarnish his a uh, his beautiful reputation now that he's. It's a good thing he does, you know, he does, like, real estate or something. But anyway, my buddy Jeff, said, yo, someone should hit that guy with a rock. And I'm like, boom, I got a rock. And I just freaking launched. I had three of them. Like I just threw all three right at him, right? And he had a couple bodyguards with him. And uh, he looked in my direction, right? So I don't know if I got him, but, hey, you know, that's just, like, a heads up. Like, I think that's how it should start. If you're, gonna, if you're not happy with politicians... You know they hear this thing going on right now. Trudeau's like, "Yeah, don't yell at politicians. People, people are verbally assaulting politicians. That's horrible. It's like, no, it's our fucking duty as civilians to verbally assault politicians when they don't do their fucking jobs, right? Who else is gonna hold them accountable? No one. So then, yeah, wait, so wait, just let them run rampant, fucking just rape our faces with taxes. No thanks. Fuck that shit. You know, I can't stand this. Don't yell at politicians. All right, fine, throw rocks, little pebbles, something." A stick across the side of the head to be okay, you know? It's not going to kill anybody. Don't kill anybody. Just go out there and wake a politician up, you know? And maybe a bag full of marbles or something. No, that would hurt. A bag of marbles. Jeez oh, Louise. Justin Trudeau was viciously assaulted by a bag of marbles across his face. That'd be funny, you know? It's funny, jeez. It's crazy. It's like the closest Trudeau's ever come to, like, Really embracing native cultures, like dressing up as Geronimo for costume parties, my guess. Guy's a fucking weirdo. His hairdo. I just want to. No. (laughs) I feel like a lot of my podcasts just turn into like evidence that could be used to like prove I was the one who, like, you know, tried to assassinate Trudeau or something like that. We've listened to your podcast, Mr. Hammond, and you've said a lot of negative things about him. I mean, we're not saying you're the one who did it, but we think you might be part of the cell. You're like, cell, what, what are you talking about? I don't even own a cell phone. Fucking use Messenger. Couldn't be part of a sleeper cell. It's crazy, you know, but, uh, I don't know, Truro's just a walking cock it's a guy. I just could imagine. I couldn't imagine being his kids. That would suck, right? My, <laughs> you know, Putin's kids, you'd be like, yeah, my dad's Putin. Truro's kids are like, yeah, I was adopted. Cool. <laughs> pick him up from school. He's like, hey guys, I'm Justin Chadeau. Want to be my friend? They're like, no. My dad says you suck. Okay, very well, thank you. Man, goddamn, these politicians, they're, they're just running rampant. Fucking diddling our bank accounts with their fucking cockish ways. Those fucking sick, sick little nutsicles. Can't handle those char brain morons. Yeah, I can't even go... I mean, polit- like, it's like this... Anyone who wants to do good and become a politician, it's like, you know, I'm going to change the world for good. You just end up... It's like, what happens to them? It's like, you go in there for, like, a, your whole life, and you go, you know what? There's really just... It's so hard to maintain a lifetime of just going against... You know, going into politics and trying to do something. Because you're like, these people are... It's like, there's... Is there a win? Is it possible? Is it still... Is it possible for democracy to work? I say, Yes. Right? We just have to ha- implement some new rules. All right, so here's a couple new rules. I'm just going to spitball them. A couple new rules for democracy, okay, for it to work. First and foremost, uh, just get rid of like 95% of politics. 95%. Just really scale back. You know, in fact, I would say just scale back. Just everything, just shut down all of, like, let's just see where we're at. Where we're at. You know what I mean? Like, for instance, you know, when, like in life, we work so much generally, not me, but you guys, most people, people out there. You know, not probably not the people, you know. buddy, we work, we work enough to live, right? But and you don't have a good time. But like most people, work five, six days a week, right? They get one, two days off, three of you're lucky, and you don't really ever get to think about stuff. You just go, okay, like you know, um, like I, 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 I'm gonna think about what I'm gonna do this weekend, and then what. Clothes I'm gonna buy maybe possibly to prepare me for work the next day I'll do laundry I'll have to make some lunches get some food for lunch. So we're just get caught in this like cycle right where you know it's just uh, we work right we're, we're working and we don't stop and we just kind of and people can do that their whole life 40 50 years boom well, then I'm dead now. Jesus I just ate the same lunch for the last 25 years. What the hell was I thinking? should have lived a bit more some Korean sparabs or something. Speaking of Korean sparrows, did I leave a bunch of groceries in the fucking... Oh, no, I didn't. Okay. Ooh, I thought I left some groceries in the car. You know, but anyway, yeah. So that's what happens with politics, right? Like, it's just like... We are, as a society, we've just been moving, 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 moving so fast, so quick. Just going. Just going. You don't stop. You know, we stop for maybe a day, like one of those big holidays where everyone kind of slows down. Except there's so many people in Canada, at least, who don't even celebrate the same holidays that, like... You could have, like, a, a, you know, a remembrance day, but then, like, you know, half the businesses are open because they're like, oh, yes, I don't care. It's not my, I don't remember anything. I just do my thing. I sell my business. I sell my stuff. Sell my wares. <laughs> you know, people just don't, there's not a, you know, we don't stop as a society. So my suggestion is that we just slow down, stop, just to assess, just to reassess, go, okay, let's take a breather we're going to see where we're at. We're going to see if we can get back on pace, get back on track, you know? And uh, yeah, and uh, I feel like instantly we we really got to just like publicly defame corrupt politicians. There has to be punishment and business guys, people who commit, you know, bylaw infractions, I guess you'd call it, you know, like polluting smog and shit like that. You know, making smog, smoggy, smoggies. You know, you got to remember that show, The Smoggies? It was a great show. Um, but yeah, like, there's got to be this shit, the punishment for people who who f- destroy the earth, right? And I think it's all right to destroy the earth a little bit if you're like replenishing it, right? You know, destroy, replenish, destroy. You're like, bar- you're taking a bit, putting a bit back in, right? But you just, if you're just like, you know what I mean? You're just being a dick, and then there's got to be something, you know? I saw this thing, too, where, like, trees are, like... I saw this video. This is crazy. Where they hooked a, a plant uh, up to a bunch of, you know, machines and sensors. And this, the plant can communicate, right? It can communicate, you know. And, like, they, they could do this thing where, like, someone came into a room and trashed the plants. And then the plants healed. And, like, a week later when they came back, and like, the plants knew it was the person. Like, all these sensors went off. And they got all defensive and started, like, hide. Instantly started, like, withering just because they like, really scared of this dude. They could sense he was there. Just crazy shit like that, right? But they did this thing where they, they hooked a machete up to a plant. You know? And I feel like anyone who breaks an environmental law should, like, all right, you have to go into the, the room with the plant holding a machete for uh 12 months. What? Yeah, that's your cellmate. You're in a room with a – this one is a redwood tree. Ooh, he's not going to like you. You clear-cut a lot of forest. So, yeah, he's in there, and we've hooked some sensors up. He's got access to a machete, a toothbrush, a plunger, all things that are probably going to end up penetrating different orifices on your body, sir. But anyway, that's your punishment for being a corrupt politician and business dude. So, um, yeah, you know, let the trees and the plants just, you know, run amok on the ones who are really fucking them, you know. Just saying, if you're going to like cut a tree down, go plant a couple seeds. It's not that hard, you know, get a couple saplings, you know. Propagate? I don't know. Just extend the, the extend trees into the future. Like you don't see a lot of medium-sized trees. You know, you see a couple, some big ones and a lot of small ones that like die pretty quick, but not a lot of medium ones. Like, where these medium trees? You know, like once these big ones go, we're gonna have a lot. We're gonna have a big scarcity of shade. And I love shade. It's one of my favorite things. It's uh, I mean, I love this. It's almost as, as good as the thing I like the most, which is the sun. You know, it's kind of funny how that works. I love the sun, but uh. <laughs> Sometimes it's just it's too much. Yeah, I don't know, what the fuck am I talking... The sun? Is the sun funny? So anyway, I was walking out of the street one day and... <laughs> Actually this kid at the party, his name was... Sonny? That was his name. And I said to him, I said, uh, Hey, Sonny, you kind of remind me of the sun, because when I look at you, it hurts my eyes, hey? And uh, everyone uh, laughed at that one. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> but it stung. I could tell he wasn't ready for the roast jokes. He was just like, oh man, that stung a little. Like, I'm like, should I have gone harder? It's like everyone's like all the parents were like, you should have gone way harder, you know, you should have ripped them up a bit more. Anyway, you know what, let's see what we got going in here. I'm gonna go to a joke book and see if there's anything that I can find. Um, okay. So yeah, I sprained my ankle the other day, or snapped a ligament, an injury to my body that I was not, uh, you know, I'm not 100% certain of what it is, right, but something that wasn't good, and it gave me a a, a weird limp, you know, I'm walking around limping, not your typical, like, just, I, generally, if I got a sore ankle, I can kind of limp it off, just, I get a good sideways sway going, but this was, like, one where I had to, like, it's almost doing, like, a bit of a moonwalk, like, I'd stop, pedal back, forward, pedal back, it was just, it was looking weird. People were looking at me though like they were trying to figure out what kind of rough sex I had to receive that injury. They're like, "What was this guy doing?" Right? It used to be like society is so hypersexualized now. People looking at this go, "What kind of weird sex did that guy have?" Right? It used to be, "What kind of drugs is that person on?" You know, when I was limping. Back when I was 16 and I was limping down the street, people would like offer oh, you a crack. they be like, "Yo man, are you looking for any crack?" You'd be like, "No, I'm, I'm not. I just hurt myself skateboarding." I'm like, "Oh, skateboarding?" <laughs> what a loser, right? We're going to go smoke crack. You're like, hey, right, fuck off. Skateboarding's way better than smoking crank. Actually, it's. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. There's some people really addicted to skateboarding. You see, like, 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds out there still, like, I'm just holding on. You know, I'm just chasing that dragon. That kickflip, I got that one time. Land- I landed a heel flip one time. I still remember the a heel flip burial. I remember I tried it so many times, and I'd almost always land it. Almost always land it. I, I-, I could, like, land it standing sometimes, but this was, like, the first time moving... I was going into a pool and I tried it and like I remember landing it. I didn't even look at my feet or nothing. I was just what's? I was like, what's going on? Like I'm rolling. What's this strange feeling? And I was rolling away, right? And no one was around just to witness it happen. I was like, that's ridiculous. I just freaking landed, coolest trick, you know? So yeah, skateboard fairly, fairly addicting. Maybe the boards. All skateboards are made of heroin. New conspiracy video coming out now on uh, the comedy podcast. It's conspiracy time. New conspiracy is I do believe that all uh, skateboards are made of a slight bit of heroin that's in it. And whenever kids do tricks, a little bit of it, you know, grinds off and they breathe in and it goes into their nostrils, which is why they get addicted uh, to skateboarding. Skateboarding the new heroin next on 60 Minutes. <laughs> why heroin addicts are the best skateboarders next on 60 Minutes. A new introspective look into the life of skateboards that do heroin. I've been a skateboard addicted to heroin for the last fifteen years, just sitting here in a pawn shop waiting for someone to buy me. You know, okay, who knows? No, that's, This is not going anywhere. I'm just kind of ranting and r- raving, you know. Okay, let's go to a new. Let's go to a new joke book. Right, I got this new joke book here. It's a pretty nice looking one. Make some noise, new joke book. Woo! You know, so um. You know, I always hear people complaining. Just complaining. Complain. It's, what we it's like, I don't understand that. It's just, what a society we live in where people just complain all the time. And I guess I'm complaining, right? About people complaining all the time. I wouldn't have anything. I guess this whole podcast is me kind of. It's just one large, long complaint. Really? No, it's not. It's, just, it's fun. It's jokes. But people complain, right? Like, I do it jokingly sometimes, you know, just to get a laugh or. Chuckle out of someone, but some people just like every little thing they can find some problem with. It doesn't matter. You know, you're on the bus, oh, the bus is too slow. The bus goes fast, oh, it's bumping around, it's too fast. Oh, there's dog semen on the seat beside me. Actually, that happened to me the other day. I was sitting down on the bus. There's, yeah, it was a, a streetcar, actually. And there's this cute dog. This guy's really shaggy looking On The owner, the dog was so well kept. I didn't understand it. Like I thought maybe the guy had just stolen the dog. Because his dog was like very clean, looked like he was just shampooed, but his owner was just like fairly grimy, right? That would be the best way to describe him. Just gr filth ridden. Almost. You know, just cut like, yeah, like ripped. He looked he looked like a like a, a stereotypical picture of like a homeless guy from the nineteen nineties. Just like, you know is covered in really baggy clothing, like three jackets on on a pretty warm day. You know, it wasn't that cold. And stains everywhere. Anyway, he was just he was nice. You know, I pet his dog, I was like, okay, yeah and then like It's funny, I was like most people are like generally wouldn't want to get dog breath on him. I was worried that like I'd touch the dog and somehow get like the dude's odor residue on me from like you know, contact, right? But anyway when I was getting on to the streetcar, the dog was on, like, a seat, and then, like, the guy pulls the dog off, and, like, the dog goes to him, and, like, I sit on that seat, and, like, just right in front of him. And, like, anyway, so I'm talking to him and the dog, and, you know, having a good time. More so talking to the dog, right? I'm not really. I'm kind of just like, hey, buddy, how's that? Oh, poochie, woochie, moochie. You're all such a do Filth, grime and grimy, bastard, Disney, you little sweet poop. And, um, you know, the dog was more interesting, he seemed. The guy was a little. He obviously, like, any time a girl, like, a girl sat down beside him, as soon as that happened. Or, like, in his vicinity, he was just, like, not interested in talking to me. Understandable. You know, I'm not looking to hook up, buddy. I'm just petting your dog, okay? But he was just, he's kind of a dick, right? After that, he'd be like, okay, hey, buddy, back off from the dog and let me hit on the chick with this." So I'm like, okay, whatever, whatever. But I noticed there's this really good, like, I knew it, what it, was. it was a semen stain on the chair. To, I, and I know those things. We all know them. As a guy, you go, oh, that? Mm-hmm. That's for sure semen. We know that to be, I know that to be true. That is for sure. A Samaj stain, just juicing up the fucking chairs on the streetcar. and it was, it was like fresh. It was fresh, and I'm like sitting on it almost, and I'm like ah, oh. and I'm like geez, and I didn't even change my spot, right? I kind of just moved over like a bit snugly to the like snuggled up to the window, like as far away from the stain because like, it was right in between these two. There was two seats, and it was right in between. Like, it pooled up in between. I was like, oh, my God. Like, who does... And in my head, I'm like, is this... Like, how did someone... Did someone masturbate on the streetcar? Like, did some homeless... guy? Was, and there was a lot of trash and, like, kind of... belong Things that looked like they could have belonged to someone. Right? And all scattered amongst the corners and the seats. And I'm like, is this guy just, like... Some guy just jerked off on the fucking subway. Or on the streetcar. It's insane. And like, how horny is that person, right? Someone finds this man a prostitute or something, because, like, if you're that... Just wait till you get to an alley or something, you know? Or, like, a bush. Like, I don't know. How do you get that? It's just... It's, and I almost felt just as bad... I'm sitting there sitting in it, and I'm not even... Like, where, where am I at as a person? You know, you know what? I'm just... I don't care. You know? If I catch AIDS, I get AIDS. You know? When, you know if, it, if I get a bunch of mysterious semen on my jacket. I get a bunch of mysterious semen on my jacket. It's not... Who am I to say that's not what I'm supposed to have happen to me, you know? (laughs) Just a crazy world we live in. A world of semen we live in, you know? Just so much floating around. Imagine how much jizz is in the sewers, just from like like build-up. Like, every dude from North America, 18 older, yanking it off almost like three times a day for like 20 years straight. Like, that's like... There's gonna be like my if there is ever apocalypse. My guess is there will be a a cum creature from the sewers. You know, there could be a good horror movie. The cum creature from the sewers beneath. Next <laughs> on horror <laughs> on the horror network. You know? it's just it's like becomes sentient. There's just like a big cum a cum creature. It's for sure good. if that if there's like an end of world scenario, stuff gets all fantastical. You know, there's amazing weird shit flying in the air and whatever. Godzillas and King Kongs and shit. You know, there, there'll be a cum beast. Just, that stuff goes somewhere, you know, and it probably all co- coagulates together, like connects. There's just like somewhere in the ocean. You know, there's like a plastic patch in the ocean. I'm assuming there's like a huge like semen ball that they haven't found yet, right? Like in somewhere in the Pacific Ocean. We found the world's largest semen ball. Just, it's all the semen that has ever been released or ejaculated over, since 1964. It's pooled together in the ocean. In fact, there's a rich micro-organism life. Coral reefs have grown off it. It's a very magnificent sight. One of the new seven wonders of the world is the man-made cum ball in the Pacific Ocean. You know, it would uh, be gross. You wouldn't want to go so- I'd rather swim in a plastic ocean, you know? You'd be like, ah, whatever, plastic. That's fine, but a big old oozy cum ball? No thanks, you know. Be a new hot hot spot vacation for gays. <laughs> These gay dudes, they just go. Yeah, you know what? I mean, let's go. Uh, let's take that cruise to the cum ball. The big floating cum ball in the ocean. That'd be great. You know, they'll have take a yacht there. I'll hang out on the yacht, catch some sun, take a dip. You know, they'll be like some Chinese guy selling like. Bottled up versions of the mask, come ball. Like it's good for your skin. It's it's very good for your skin. It takes away wrinkles. Adds years to your life. This isn't a low. Forty dollars for like you know, ten milliliters. It's gonna be highway robbery on that cruise. For any gay dude, that happens to be on it, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know who well, I mean or just people interested in seeing this it doesn't it can, it doesn't have to be just for gay people it just it could be for you know people who are interested in going to see that a big glob of cum floating through the ocean i personally i mean i'm talking about it a lot but i wouldn't go see it you know <laughs> i mean who knows can't knock until you try you know you go swimming through it like wow this is great for training though it, it's good resistance training for any professional swimmers you know like all the olympians go there to swim through it because it's like hard to get through but then when they hit a swimming pool they're just like it's like swimming through butter you know i don't know it's a weird topic to weird topic to get going on you know hard to get going on that topic sometimes but uh i don't know i don't know what's going on in the world these days people fighting a feuding and losing the way. let them know let them, let them what's going on in the news nothing Right? Nothing worth something. Should we check? Should we do this? Okay, let's do this. Dun, 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 dun. Let's check out the news today and make fun of what's going on. Let's check out to the news today. What's going on? Confirm, sure, whatever. Um, CBC? Yeah, let's make fun of CBC News, guys. Cause it's what I do best. Hey, buddy, Doggie, what's up? I gotta do it. It's just, it's so brutal. You know, you gotta check out the CBC. Let's see what they're saying today. All right, uh, the NDP suffered from a credibility gap in 2021, and Singh's TikToks may not have helped. Hmm. TikTok. Singh. Jagmeet Singh is on TikTok. Oh, thanks. That's great. It's a top story in CBC. Yeah. Does he dress like a white guy? That'd be funny. Jagmeet Singh did whiteface. Hey, guys, it's me. What's up? <laughs> okay. Uh, what else? We got a. Uh, The NDP, you guys are shills. Like, what happened? You guys used to be the fucking working man's party. We were like, maybe one day. No, it's like, now it's like, they're just the new liberals. We just teamed up with the liberals, and we're pretty much exactly the same. Anyway. Multiple arrests and hundreds of charges laid in a moving company scam. Toronto police say they've made multiple arrests and laid hundreds of charges in a month-long fraud investigation. See, Four people were arrested with moving company fraud in the area of Bellamy Road. Oh, crazy! People were moving people's houses and then stealing shit. That's a, uh, that's classic. That's a classic maneuver. Make sure you know who's moving your house. That's why you have to have a buddy with a truck or at least like a large van, you know, or at least you know, a strong back and a mule. You can't just trust strangers to move your house. I don't think I've, I've never in my life had strangers move my house. I don't have anything worth stealing, really. Like maybe a pocket watch. It's not worth anything. It just looks cool. to be like, "That's cool." That's great. You know, um, (laughs) it's fucked up. Multiple arrests. The moving company. Just the oldest trick in the book. Hey, you want us to move your house? Sure. Uh, First, let us. uh, Do you have anything fragile or really valuable you want to take care of? Let us look at that so we can make sure uh, it doesn't get hurt or broken or magically goes missing. You know, always get the insurance. That's what what I'm saying. A lot of people, it's like 18 bucks, you know, when you're moving. I used to be a mover, I never stole anything, though. As a mover, I mean, I stole a lot of stuff as not a mover, <laughs> just as like a kid and a delinquent adult. But uh, as a as a mover, I was pretty good. Broke a lot of mirrors, smashed a couple pianos, but uh, I was decent. I was decent at that game. But yeah, I guess uh, that's news. Hey, you know what, CBC, you're doing all right today so far. Uh, actually, sounds more newsy. I don't know what's going on. Okay, uh, marijuana was illegal four years ago. Now Uber Eats delivers it in Toronto. That's uh, a... Once again, marijuana was illegal four years ago. News, something from four years ago. It's not really... It's just, oh yeah, remember that? It's not like that anymore. Is that news or just a distraction? You call it news or distraction. I'm calling that one distraction. Uber Eats delivers it. That's... Man, no, like, you know how hard it is it's, it's gonna be for kids to rebel these days? Growing up, you could just smoke weed in high school, and it was like, cool, man, you don't have to worry about it. Like, you know, it wasn't a big deal. you just be like, I'm smoking weed, it's counterculture. I'm not like, fuck the system, you know, I don't like that. Cause, like, you know, you're trying to find a way to say, like, find your own path, pave your own way, and, you know, you drink and smoke, whatever, it was fine. But now when weed's illegal, it's like, kids are gonna be pushing the limits. I heard, like, girls in high school, my niece just hit high school, girls are fucking doing, like, cocaine in grade 9, 10, 11, 12, just fucking railing. Raylan lines of coke all the time in high school. You're like, that's okay. What are you going to do when you're 18? Fucking just inject heroin into your nipples? Like, what the fuck? You're going to have to... You're, you're. If you start doing cocaine when you're in grade 9, you're going to... Like, the level of of high you're going to have to reach once you get to a certain age. Like, 30. What are you going to do for a high when you're 30? You'll have to, like, have sex with a fucking robot jumping out of a helicopter while amped up on fentanyl, you know? Just like, it's the only way I can get off. is just... My dopamine sensors are so overrided from all the cocaine I did is when I was 9 years old, in <laughs> grade 9. Oh man, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, let drugs be illegal. You yeah, know, that's what I'm saying. So kids can at least rebel by smoking weed. That was decent, you know. Why Canada? Could be King Charles. First trip outside UK as mon... Ah, nobody cares. He's, uh... King Charles, or as I like to call him, the pedophile's brother. Uh, Honestly, this guy's... King Charles. I'll never... King. Canada. King Charles is coming to Canada. Is anyone excited? Anyone? No? No, we're not. No one cares anymore. There'll be, like, three old ladies there. Like, we love you, Charles. Sign my plate, please. Sign my porcelain plates. It's the dearest collection. But, um. Yeah, screw that guy and his fucking stupid mongoloid Neanderthal ears. Get some surgery, buddy. I don't even promote. I hate plastic surgery, but that guy should have his ears removed completely. And his face. In fact, he should have his heartbeat. Cl- no, nah, I'm just joking. Whatever. King Charles. Eat a D. Um, tornadoes are touching down across the country, often without specific warnings to residents in the storm's path, experts say. So tornadoes are uh, still doing the thing that tornadoes have always done—distraction. That's just tornadoes. Tornado touches down. You don't know when it's going to touch down. You can see it forming. You don't know when. There's no way to predict it, right? God damn. You can't even predict rain. You want to predict when a tornado's touching down? Yeah. Distraction. Tornadoes. Remember those things, yeah? It's like they still do the thing that they always have done. Don't forget. In cities, big and small, winds of change sweep across British Columbia. I don't know what that means. It's the Jesus Christ, the new leader. Oh my God! Incoming Vancouver, Surrey mayors Ken Sim, some like triad gangster who literally has an erection in the photo. He's just sitting there, like, yes, I am going to suck this country dry. And uh, Brenda Locke, who is. Looks like it, the clown from fucking the movie It. Like Jesus Christ, Pennywise. She looks like Pennywise. So go, if you're watching, Doug, or whoever, anyone watching right now, seriously, buddy, go on, look up Brenda Locke. You might even see her because it's from BC, but this chick looks like fucking Pennywise, man. It's insane, terrifying. Evil smiles. Everyone in the I'm looking at this picture, okay, of uh, the, the new mayors of Surrey and Vancouver, I guess. And they're just, uh, it's insane. They're just, they look like maniacs. They look evil. Everyone in the picture is just smiling evilly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the rainforest will be ours. Whoa. Good God. Like, it's right, crazy. Crazy. Kennedy Stewart. All right, isn't it? Kennedy Stewart. That sounds like a politician. They call him Ken Sim. Kennedy Stewart is no longer the, pro- okay, whatever, you know, it's just mayor shit. Anyway, guys, you know what? That's how boring the CBC is. I've read three stories and I'm like, you know what? I don't even want to do the podcast anymore. I'm fucking done. donezo. I'm out. Hope you got a laugh. Hope you got a chuckle. I got to go get ready for some thing I'm doing this afternoon. Big banquet. Got a baseball banquet I'm doing. Anyway, uh, much love and blessings to everyone listening. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh, like I say, um, actually, if you want to catch me doing some comedy I'll be at Shoeless Joe's in Guelph, Ontario On the 22nd Saturday, 22nd I'm in Sarnia, uh, the 29th Put details on my uh, on my Anchor site I'm on I'm at uh, a show on this Wednesday The 19th, Green Street Lounge uh, No, it's, I forget the name I'll tell you It's it's a weed lounge in Toronto What the fuck's the name of it? Oh, It's there somewhere anyway James hammond comedy at hotmail.com if you want to book me for any shows or get in contact to find out where I'll be performing next uh take care <laughs>